0: If you don't have this down, I mean, if you aren't growing your interpersonal skills, it is going to greatly, greatly hinder you and your ministry. Hello, and welcome to the Ryan Frank Podcast, helping you think, work, and create like never before. Are relational skills really that important? You know what? There have been... Books, I mean, Dale Carnegie has written books on this, Zig Ziglar, you know, and all these people, they've written books and built entire seminars around growing your people skills because it's so important. In fact, um, Zig Ziglar, I was reading him recently, and he said that 85% of people that get promoted at their job, so you think about a promotion, 85% of people don't get promoted because of their technical skills they get promoted because of their relational skills. Um, So this is the first thing I want everybody to remember is that relational skills for the most part, Trump technical skills. Now, if your job is tech support, right, you've got to make sure you are uh, growing your technical skills. But when I'm talking to pastors and ministry leaders, um, managers of people, if promotion is often directly proportionate to my people my just basically my interpersonal skills. And I have found I have no scientific data to back this up. But I've taught this for years that 80% of people who fail in youth and children's ministry fail because they lack good people skills. And so if you want if you want your it's been said if you want your ministry to shine you've got to polish your people skills. You've got to remember something that relationships matter. Now Jesus spent three years on earth teaching his disciples and really teaching us how to love people, how to relate to people. And here's the thing you can, as a, as a children's pastor or youth pastor, you you can teach, you can, you can teach a great lesson. You can lead killer games. You can plan great events, but if you lack people skills, who cares because really you aren't going to be effective. And I've seen people, struggle with this in my ministry, and you guys probably have too. I mean, I think of a few people that I wouldn't mention their names on this podcast on the remote chance that they would listen and get their feelings hurt, but there have been people on my ministry team at my church, volunteers, that I put in key positions, and it's like they've got the heart for it, and they get there early, and they prepare, and I genuinely think they love the kids, but they their relational skills with adults is so not where it needs to be that nobody wants to help them. And so they're constantly frustrated. They don't have enough help. Um, The parents, you know, don't seem to really like them that much. And so they wonder, what am I doing wrong? I thought I was doing all this right with the kids. You got to remember that um, the kids don't bring themselves to church. And Jim Weidman, I've heard Jim Weidman teach this. He does a great job talking about this, that as kids ministry leaders, as children's pastors, we work with four groups of people. Um, we work with kids—that's one of the groups—but the kids don't bring themselves; their parents bring them. So you've got their parents, and then you've got your volunteers—that's group number three—and then you have your other leaders in the church, your pastors and or your board, your elders, your whatever. And so, really, kids are only one of the four groups that you work with. So, <laughs> relational skills trump people, or I, sorry, relational skills trump technical skills. I think if there's anything we can learn, yeah, I want you, and I spend a lot of time helping people plan good lessons and helping people organize events and helping people create a budget and work that budget through the year so that you end in black ink and not red ink. All that is good, but there's yeah. something that really trumps that, and that is you've got to love people You've got, to, and I get it. There are some people that are introverted, and this is harder for. There are some people that uh, just by the nature of who they are, you may love people, but your expressions don't show it. Um, you, and for, so for some people, this is work. But it is, I think, it is a, like a muscle that you can exercise, and you can do things every day to um, go out of your way to smile more. When I was young in the ministry. Um, and, you know, I would run around I'm so busy. I would run around the church from here to there. And people sometimes would say, Ryan, are you mad? You know, what's wrong with you? And, and it wasn't that I was mad. It was just I, I had so much on my brain and I was running from point A to point B to point C that I ran over people on the way. And so I've learned just, you know what, slow down, smile at people, manage, manage the face, manage the face. Can good relational skills help me with my volunteers? It is so important. It is all about putting people first. I talk to so many kidmen leaders, and here's what I hear I don't have enough volunteers. These people don't show up. These people don't show up on me. They don't call me when they're not going to be there. I try to get them to come to these meetings, and they don't come. I'm so frustrated. And the common word that I hear is I, 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 I. You you have got to really have a major mental shift where you think it's all about them. And here's why I say that. It's not about me and I need more volunteers and I don't have enough help and you aren't letting me know. You've got to flip it around and just majorly, majorly, majorly uh, invest in these people that are serving with you because so much of ministry is about deposits and withdrawals, and in this, in the context of this conversation, the more I need from people, all right, that is a withdrawal. The more I need to put into people, that's a deposit. So, a lot of times as leaders, we, I mean, we get we're great at scheduling our planning center, and we know exactly who we need, and we know exactly what we need them to do, and we make sure they've got all their stuff. And uh, we, you know, we, we put the world on these people and, and it's great, but we've got to make sure that we are depositing into their lives. What are some practical ways to put other people first? Um, You know, I love what Andy Stanley says about doing for one, what you wish you could do for all. And I've heard him teach this several times on his podcast and his books, where you might think, well, gosh, I've got 25 volunteers, or I've got 75 volunteers or I have 150 volunteers. Now, how am I going to practically every day, especially so many of you that are listening to this podcast are bivocational. So I not only have this ministry that I'm leading, but I've got a job from nine to five on Monday through Friday. Mm-hmm. And then I've got kids that I've got to run to basketball and over here to football practice and swim in the morning. And then I've got this ministry on top of that. How do I get it all done? You do what Andy says, and that is you do for one what you wish you could do for all. So um, there are some very practical things you can do to start putting other people first. Um, First of all, I I think you'd be amiss to say, you know, I mean, prayer. I can't forget, pray for these people and let them know you're praying for them and really genuinely pray for them. So take advantage of times in the car when you're driving to put the phone down, turn off the music, and pray. Spend some time with people. Again, it's going to be hard for you to take every one of your volunteers for coffee this week, but I wonder what if I could take one volunteer a week for coffee, or what if I could invite one volunteer's family over to my house every month for pizza. I just start spending some time. What about touch? And by touch, I mean things that really do impact and touch people, like listening. So I can be a better listener. I can smile. I can ask questions. I can send text messages. I can send cards in the mail. Um, There are all kinds of touch points, both digital touch points and physical touch points. And it doesn't always take a whole lot to let people know that you really do care. I've had a discipline in my life and I've done it for probably um, 15 years where every day I send somebody a thank you card in the mail and it can be it takes me about 60 seconds and the cost of a stamp which I understand is going up again uh, in January so it's going to cost me more to do this but that's okay and it might just be as simple as hey Becky I was walking down the hallway and I saw you on the floor reading a story to the two-year-olds on Sunday I just want you to know what you do matters and thanks for being a part of our team. Now, what did that? Now, I could have sent Becky a text and that would still be good. I still think it's good to text your volunteers. I could have, um, sent her a Facebook message and that's good. But I think there's something, I don't know, I think there's something cool to going after the mailbox and seeing something in your mail Mm -hmm. other than bills. Even text messages are good. I mean, we could each text one volunteer every day. Not a copy and paste that you send everybody the same day. Hey, love you, praying for you. But really personalized, like, hey, uh, TJ, uh, man, I know it's been a while since I've told you this, but thank you for what you do Sunday after Sunday. I hope that you and, you know, whatever your wife's name is, hope you guys have a great week. Uh, Love on those kids this week. Doing for one today what I wish I could do for others. For those of you that are in vocational ministry and you are, 9 to 5 at the church, you need to get out of your office, away from your computer, and you just need to start spending some time with people. I mean, you, whether it's meeting them at Starbucks or having a meeting at the church, get out of your office, start relating to people, stop in a room before church starts, look the volunteer in the eye and say, um, hey, Jim. I don't know if the last time I told you this, but thank you for teaching these kids on Sunday mornings. It, you know, it, it, it means a lot. And just that 20-second look them in the eye and a genuine heartfelt thanks can go a huge way with people. And it can be that shot in the arm that, about, that our people desperately need. What effect do my relational skills have on my influence of others? Rick Warren, who you know from Purpose Driven Life and Saddleback Church, he said one of the most important issues every pastor must decide is whether you want to impress people or influence people. And then he went on to say you can impress people from a distance, but you have to get up close to people and love people to influence them. And so I believe that if you're listening to this podcast today, you really do want to influence people. Let me remind you, as Rick says, one of some of the best things you can do is get up close to those people and just love on them. And you will start influencing them. And um, you know what? Your ministry will grow as a result.